Hey, what's going on, everyone? And welcome back to another episode of Trivia Rewrites. Thank you so much for tuning in and taking the time to learn a little trivial knowledge with Demo and myself. Hope you enjoyed your Halloween as well as you could and hope you had a great time partying. And uh, on this week's episode, we, we do not have a hot seat segment, but on our Trivia Rewrites portion of the show where we dive into this week's news, we have some musical trivia. We have a little, we have just a skosh of politics. I know everyone's tired of politics. And uh, Demo, as always, revisits space. He always seems to find a space question for me. Like I said earlier, we do not have a hot seat segment. The reason being, we kind of were looking over our hot seat list that everyone had suggested over the past few months and weeks, and uh, we kind of saw that we'd gone through all of them. And so instead of just coming up with some random topics that Demo and myself could could do some research on, we decided to take a week off and say that, hey, we're not we're putting the hot seat on the back burner, and uh, we wanted to hear from you guys and see what, what you wanted us to do a hot seat segment on. And boy, did y'all answer the call. We'll read off in the episode all the topics that were suggested, but thank you for everyone who reached out. Truly, truly appreciate it. It makes doing that research so much easier whenever we know that we're doing it because someone else is interested in it, and it's not just... It's not just for us, but for you guys. So for all those who suggested topics, thank you so much. If you have a hot seat topic that you would like to hear us go on and on about and hear me get questions wrong about, you can definitely reach out to us either by email or Twitter. We can be reached on Twitter at Trivia Rewrites, or you can email us at TriviaRewrites at gmail.com. Oh, well, that's it for me. Um, Thank you so much for tuning in. Once again, stay safe, stay sane. And without any further ado, let's get into this week's episode of Trivia Rewrites. Welcome to Trivia Rewrites, where we look at how the news is changing trivia. Today is Wednesday, November 3rd, 2020. I'm your host, Demo, and this is my co-host, Hibbs. How's it going, man? Good. Election night. Election night. We will well, not be able yes. to tell you who won because no. things are still happening, mm-hmm. but maybe you'll know by the time you listen to this. So maybe congratulations or I'm so sorry, depending congratulations on Congratulations to the oldest president in history. I tweeted that out. You did. I'm proud of you. <laughs> well, Whoever wins, bet. they'll be the oldest. doesn't matter who. Is that, is that what you wrote in on your ballot? Did you write in? oldest that way you would just you're a victor no matter what amongst them yep yes that's what i put oh amongst them i I choose the oldest candidate in every single election instead of voting by party you know interesting strategy (laughs) yeah it's not true but anyway uh so this is a trivia show where we look at the weekly news and try to come up with some trivia questions about it whether it's a new record that's been set or something that's happened for the first time or the second time. Just some notable event that's occurred. Uh, but to start us off, Hibbs, you have some This Day in History trivia questions. I do. Coming to you, Demo, I have six. Should be pretty quick. On this day in 1783, Symphony Number no. 36 was performed for the first time in Linz, Austria, the country that's also served as a prodigy composer's birthplace. Who was this prodigy composer? Prodigy composer. Mozart? Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. That is absolutely correct. Nicely done. On this day in 1839, the largest, or the last, I'm sorry, the last large-scale armed rebellion against authority in mainland Britain was carried out. 
The organization was led by John Frost, who marched on the town of Newport, Mon. Oh, I mean, oh, it's a long word. Monmouthshire. Three syllables okay. really get me. Four syllables. Oh. Monmouthshire, along with 10,000 others who called themselves charterists, who all attacked the Westgate Hotel in an attempt to free their fellow men who they believed be held captive in the hotel. <laughs> okay. Just a little bit of background for you. Got it. The name of this march. Do you know what it, do you know what it is? I think it's kind of important because it was a last large-scale armed rebellion against authority on mainland Britain, which is interesting. Oh. Um, Hmm. Is it a march? Something. The name of the march that was carried out. Would you say it was carried out by John Frost in the town of Newport, Monmouthshire, and they marched (laughs) to the Westgate Hotel. The answer lies somewhere in those three important Frost. Gate March. Oh, you, yeah, 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 smoothie dummy. You just threw them all in there and then hit blend, did you? Yeah. Uh, the Newport Rising was the name of the march. Oh, okay. The name of the rebellion as a whole, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, 1839, the last large scale armed rebellion. Take it they didn't win. No, tip no, they did not. <laughs> cool. Yeah. They were trying to free their men who were being enslaved or not enslaved they're just held captive and uh a majority of them ended up being hanged for it so i don't know wow uh yeah typically i mean the when i fight authority authority always wins in my experience so i don't know on this day in 1852 uh, camilo benso count of cabor becomes the prime minister of Piedmont Sardina. Piedmont Sardina would eventually become a part of become a part of what current day country? Sardina. I mean at Sardinia, isn't that um France? Final answer? Sure. It is Italy. Okay, it makes more sense. It's more of an Italian sounding word, isn't it? Sardina? Yeah. Probably if I pronounced it correctly, I'm sure it is. Okay. Piedmont, maybe. Um, both are still like areas of Italy, <laughs> but I'm just I'm just saying that way. If someone looks it up, they're not like, it's still a part of Italy. Yes, but it's the same as saying like Texas is now a part of the U.S., but Texas was, was once its own entity. Got it. So, um, And then on this day in 1924, the first female governor of the United States was elected. Oh. What was her name? What was her name? Oh boy. I don't I don't know. Nellie Taylor Ross. Who's uh, the first female governor elected in in the US? Where was she elected? You ask a great question. I knew you were going to be I was going to be your follow-up. Somewhere uh, somewhere out west probably, I would think, but I, I want to make sure cuz I don't want to get it wrong. Wyoming. Yes, that makes sense. Wyoming. Smaller state. Yeah, a little bit of political trivia on this fateful, fateful evening. Fateful. Oh no, that that seems like it's a lot heavier of a word than it meant to be. Um, on this day in 1960, Jane Goodall observes uh-huh. chimp. You know Jane Goodall? Yep. Okay. Familiar with the name? Good, good, good. Uh, observes chimpanzees using what for the first time? This would be the tools. first time that any non-human would be observed doing this, and it is tools. Nicely done, Demo. Getting a little bit of mojo back. And then the last question for you. On this day in 1970, Salvador Allende takes office as the president of Chile. Allende 
would become the first president of a Latin American country after winning an open election while representing what political party? Mm. Yep. Keep going. Uh, what? <laughs> Keep going. You were almost there. Nazis? Was... Nazis? Communists? No. 1970. I don't know. Marxism. Well, okay. Communism. Got it. It's Marxism. Yeah, That's yeah. all I had for on the this The Marxist day. party. All right. Sure. Uh, not a whole lot of stuff that I thought you would get, but things that I found interesting nonetheless. Difficult questions, I guess, is a better way. Not, I'm not knocking you at all. Difficult questions. Well... Now we're going to move on. I've got the chance to return the favor here in the trivia rewrites portion. Uh-oh. So we'll no see. No one how expects many me to get anything, get. though. So that's, I fly under the radar. All right. Fair enough. Uh, okay. So these are questions about the weekly news, uh, first things that have happened, records broken, etc. Question for you yes. about politics. Mm-hmm. Voters in which state? will use ranked choice voting for the first time in history to determine the state's electoral votes. What is ranked choice voting? Good question. Okay. Uh, you want me to tell you now or after you guess? I, I feel like if I have all the information, I might oh, be okay. able to make it so better. Ranked choice voting is like, so usually you have one vote and you can cast it for a single candidate. And if they don't get the most votes, then your vote is, you know, you, you lose the vote basically. Right. Ranked choice is you have the option to rank candidates if you like. So you can vote, you can rank the candidates in the order that you like. Mm -hmm. So I can rank, you know, first, second, third, fourth. And then on election day, everyone's first choice, all those votes are added up. And if no candidate has a majority, then the person with the fewest votes is eliminated. And everyone who made them their first choice their votes get distributed to then their second choice and you count it up again. And if someone has a majority then, so basically you're eliminating mm. the lowest, the person who had this, the least amount of votes until someone has a majority of the votes. So it's like you could vote for a third party candidate who you know, who you know is not going to win, but your vote could get transferred to your second place candidate if they don't win. Gotcha. So you could it's do third party. It's also called and... like single transferable vote is how it's referred to sometimes. Oh. So it's like you still have one vote, but it can go to a second or third choice if your first choice does not win. Right. So if basically if you prefer a third party candidate for his or her ideals, you can vote for them, but also know that your vote isn't completely being thrown away for not voting for one of the two That's major parties. That's one of the benefits. Yeah. Interesting. Any cons? Any negatives to it? Um, probably some people would say that you don't end up with the person that most people like. You end up with some, the people that the person that the fewest people dislike as the winner. So that would be kind of a oh, interesting. downside. Do you think because it's like the least offensive person ends up getting the most votes kind of because. Right. Would you, would you as an individual prefer to have the person that you like the most be the leader or the person that you I mean, obviously, obviously, you would like. Would you rather have the person you like the most lose, or the person that you least like the most win? I would rather have the person I least like the most win. <laughs> if that makes sense, I would rather have this system, right? Yeah, because no. you could vote for someone. You wouldn't have to be worried about p- picking one of the two major candidates, basically. Right. You could. You could still have your vote matter. Anyway. Okay. Which state? Circling back. In? The first state to do this. Oh man. 
Has this ever been done in history before? Has this done has been has this been done in the U.S. that you know of? Not in not for federal elections. It hasn't. Okay, I'm thinking it's probably. I want to say it's probably East Coast, but I don't know why I want to say that. I would imagine it's not a state that has a lot of like worry, a lot of like weight. You're so correct. I'm also going to go small East Coast state. Oh, small East Coast state. Okay, so like maybe Rhode Island. Mm, good guess. Or you're in the right area. Oh, that's a that's a that's not a good hint. There's so it's many. It's in little... New England. It's in New England. So... Okay, as we discussed in past. <laughs> okay, I'll just tell you. It's fine. It is the closest state to Africa, Maine. Maine. <laughs> Maine's the closest state to Africa. Yeah, it's weird, but it is. Uh, Interesting. Anyway, Maine is uh, using rank choice voting after a val- ballot referendum in 2016. Uh, so they're going to use it to determine their where their electoral votes go, as well as uh, the Senate race is going to be determined that way. So kind of a big deal. Yeah. Hopefully it goes well for him. I would like, yeah. I, I, I like that. I pers- I don't think anyone else would, but I personally. I think previously this has been used. Uh, I thought they used it. I want to say San Francisco mayor race last year or year before used it. So it, it has sporadic use and I think it has some international use as well, but it's not, it's not used anywhere at a large scale, but it's interesting. Uh, okay. Let's go back to you for one question here. I got? have two politics and I have one music. What would you like? Well, Pick let's get the politics out of the way. Huh? All right. This is a quick one. All right. Who's the first modern day member of the royal family oh. to vote in the U.S. election? Oh. Modern day member of the royal family to vote in the U.S. election. Uh, is it, um, what's her name? Yeah, the Megan, ginger, right? Meghan Markle? Meghan Markle. Yes, that is absolutely correct. Oh. Yeah. Uh. And I did is she it, American? I guess I didn't realize she was American. But. Yeah. Oh, there she's you American. Go. She said she was voting voting for Biden Harris. But yeah, I thought that was that was just kind of just interesting. Not not much follow up, nothing there. And then the articles that I read kept saying like they really were putting emphasis on modern day. Yeah. So I did some past research to see if there's any been any other members of the modern family or not so sorry of any the royal family the, right. the modern family is a tv show that i don't watch uh <laughs> the royal family that has voted in the u.s election and i couldn't uh-huh. find any other people i think the reason they say modern day member or whatever Cause, is because they don't want to do the research <laughs> maybe <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it's just it just covers ourselves um but i think it's because she's not technically you know her and i believe it was it prince harry now i'm second guessing myself they like yes. separated themselves from the so they're still yeah, like they're like living in canada now. yeah they're part of the royal family but they're not royal just i don't know but yeah i don't know interesting little trivia tidbit a member of the royal family voted in the u.s election interesting so yeah good old good old Meghan markle you know the phase two of the Revolutionary Wars kicking off. <laughs> Phase two, the long con. The long con. All right. No more politics. That's the end of politics. For that's, this it. Hey, that's pretty easy touching on politics. We weren't. We didn't get divisive, I don't think. I can get divisive no. if you want. I got some conspiracy theories I can go into. Oh, Ooh. I did want to mention, I had a, yeah. when I was listening to last week's episode, I realized we were kind of being, we talked about the, the full moon on Halloween. Okay. Yeah. And then you, as a follow-up, said- oh, it's also a blue moon. Like it's the second full moon in the month. And I was like, oh, wow, that's pretty rare that Halloween would be a blue moon and a full moon. And then I realized that because 
the lunar cycle is only 29 and a half days. So every full moon that happens on Halloween is also a blue moon just by math. Math. So I felt stupid after I listened to that because because I was like I was like wow that's really rare. But then it's like every full moon that happens on Halloween is a blue moon. Would have to be yeah yeah. But I mean it makes I can understand why we thought that in the moment because right. the last time because we kind of f- talked about it two separate things like we didn't like combine those things into one family, right. But well and also the last time that a full moon happened in October it was what nineteen forty. Well, it was the last one on Halloween was four. Oh yeah, sorry, not October on Halloween. Right. Yeah. Anyway, last full moon in October. Just wanted to throw that out there because I noticed that last week. But good, uh, good clarification and uh, good journalistic integrity. No one else would have noticed. Thank you. I've got Podcasting one about a nature, a nature question for oh, you. Oh, that's pretty neat. For the first time in history, ecology researchers in Australia have observed nighttime foraging of what type of insect? Sorry, what country? Australia. Australia. Nighttime foraging of insect okay yep. mm-hmm. i'd like to say like ants or I'm trying to think of something that forages like i think i feel most insects forage ants or maybe a beetle i'm gonna go with ants ants final answer close it's another okay. hive type insect bees bees oh i've totally i totally just threw out airborne insects yeah uh, do you know what it's called when an animal is more active in uh, the twilight or early morning hours? Do you know the twilight? Magic? I want to say nocturnal, but nocturnal is like you... nighttime. But there's one for like okay, okay, early morning or dusk, dusk or dawn, dusk or dawn. Ooh. Yeah, retired. It's called crepuscular. Crepuscular, like nocturnal's night, and then right. crepuscular means twilight. So crepuscular bees were uh, observed by researchers at Flinders University, um, and it was the first time that bees had been observed in Australia with that behavior. Interesting. So if I like standing up late in my crepuscular? That's probably nocturnal, right? What I'm active during the day as well. Oh. I don't, I, I don't uh, rest during the day. I don't rest. Well, then you're just, yeah, I don't know. Do you know what it's called when someone, uh, an animal, is typically active during the day? Do you know what the official term for that evening? is? Yeah. No, I was going to follow up. Uh, so we have nocturnal, crepuscular. So crepuscular covers both dawn and dusk. It's just kind of yeah. It's like the sun has either about to come up or just just gone down. Like not not direct sunlight, but there's still some light out. Crepuscular. It's called. Other animals like that would be like owls are like that as well. Right. Some species of owl. Yeah. <clears throat> Hold on, we're gonna we're gonna answer the the we're gonna come back to this because I gotta follow up. Okay, but um, active during the day, I would imagine is. Yep. Oh man, uh, I would have thought I'd been able to kind of figure it out for the dusk dawn one, but then corpuscular really threw me a curveball. I can't think of it. What what is it? Whenever you're active during the day, what's that called? It's called diurnal. Diurnal. I have heard that one before. Yeah. yeah. Mostly people Dian- just say like active during the day usually but right diurnal diurnal i'm gonna start using that whenever people ask me what my like astrology sign is oh i'm i'm a diurnal nice. um so crepuscular things <laughs> uh-huh. do they rest do they rest twice a day do they rest between the hours of 
Is it typically either or? Or is I am it... not an ecologist. Okay, I'm just curious if you. If... I don't know. I don't know. I I think there are some that yes, they would they would rest during full light and at night, and they're and only it... active for a couple hours on each end of that. Oh man, that's the dream. That's like the yeah. No more jokes. That's the dream. <laughs> okay, and then I'll do one more, and then we'll okay. go to you. I've got one about space. So after an antenna repair on Earth, NASA is now able to communicate with which space probe for the first time since March? Hmm. I should have said maybe deep space probe because there's a lot of probes, but. That doesn't, I mean, I appreciate the clarification. Again, you and your your recorder's integrity, but it doesn't really help me. No, I don't know. I it is. Oh, I couldn't even name you a space probe. It is Voyager 2. Oh, space probe. It was launched back in August of 1977, and it's been traveling outwards for 43 years. But they're just able to uh, reestablish contact after fixing the satellite that, or the uh, antenna. Uh, Voyager two is the third farthest space probe from the solar system. Would you be able to name? There's two other probes that are further. My guess would be Voyager one and nailed it. Voyager one, nice, <laughs> and. One that's like supposed to be Voyager, but it's misspelled. So they're like, oh, dang it. What do you call someone who's like the first person to do something? The. Like first person to like settle a new area. What do you call them? Frontiersman? So like. Kind of like that. It is Uh, Pioneer. Okay. Pioneer 10. Pioneer 10? They had a lot of Pioneers, but Pioneer 10 is the second part of this. Voyager 1, do you want to guess how far away it is? In I have it in astronomical in, units, which is the distance between the Earth and the Sun. Voyager one. Voyager one is the furthest man-made object from the center of the solar system. I am gonna guess like in the thousands. Uh, it's one hundred and forty-eight only, but still okay. very fast. It's moving at a speed of about seventeen kilometers per second. Oh, <laughs> but it's only gotten to one hundred and forty-eight astronomical units just at the very edges of the solar system i think it's just outside the, what we would consider the solar system anyway well just okay just everyone just take a moment to think about how big that is real far real far real big there's a piece of space chunk just floating through nothing at 17 kilometers a second does it really matter who won the election last night no everyone just calm down a little bit would you and just for reference, so that that probe launched in the 70s is about 150 astronomical units away. The nearest star to Earth is about 270,000 astronomical units away from Earth. So it's very, very far from anything else. Yeah. And, and yet it's still very far from the closest star. Do you know how long it takes data to traverse that distance? Uh, we, could do some, we could do some math. Math? I mean, we can do the math too. Because I'm just thinking, like someone, someone broke the antenna for Voyager two, so they had to replace the antenna. Someone broke the antenna. Is this conspiracy? No, no, no. I mean, for it to be replaced, it had to be broken. So I've just assumed that someone had to be responsible for that. So you know, like this whole time, they're like taking the time to fix the antenna. They fix the antenna and they send out some sort of like test message to Voyager 2 and they're like come on come on come on cuz it's not instantaneous it's not a text message it would take probably like i'd imagine 48 hours 
19 hours, apparently. 19? So so round trip would be about 40 hours. Yeah. yeah. I'm surprised you quickly, you so quickly volunteered to do math on this podcast while recording, considering how we both boofed the, the blue moon 28 day thing. <laughs> okay. Let's move on. Did you realize it while while editing, or did you like? Were you while like nestled in bed? You were all you were all. Like, <laughs> I was asleep. I had just finished editing. My eyes shot open, and I was like, oh, "28 oh days." Gosh. Yeah, stupid, David. Stupid. Dang it. Uh, music. You had a music question. I have two music questions for you that two are both music questions in the same vein. Okay, with similar follow up questions for Let's have both. Them both. Then, all right. Your first question. Which artist became the first artist to have a top five charting album in each of the last six decades? Oh, boy. Ooh, how about like uh, Bob Dylan? Oh, that's a good guess. It's a good guess. Incorrect, but a great okay. guess. Wow, it's got to be somebody still active. Yep. Well, so what, when did that start? The 60s or I don't know? 70s or? 70s, 80s, that? 90s. Okay, so only the seventies then. Zero, like yeah. the aughts, maybe people call it the aughts. Um, I like the aughts. I mean, there's no real, you know, oos, the ooze, the two thousands. Um, hmm. Would you rather me have me go backwards in album names, or you want me to start in the seventies album? Oh no, the seventies is way too easy. You'll definitely okay. Get yeah, it. go backwards. So his twenty twenty album is Letter to You which upon recording this has topped out at number two okay, on the charts. Go go back. Uh, in 2019, also topping out at number two, oh. he had Western Stars. Okay, so it's some country music artist then. All right, let me go back here. Let's go to the aughts, the ooze, as they call it. Um, <laughs> his Working on a Dream topped at number one. Springsteen. Bruce... Springsteen, okay. the Brucer. Yeah. The Brucer. The boss, I think, is what he's called. The Brucer. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say Born to Run in 1975. But yeah, that would have been a giveaway. Giveaway. All right. Bruce Springsteen. Got yeah. it. Good job. Good job, Brucey. And then also making musical history this past week mm. with the new song being released. What artist has become the first artist in history? To have a song debut at number one five times. You throw these questions at me, and there's so many good answers that I can like think of that it could be. Yeah, that's fantastic. I'm proud of you for knowing How things. How about like Beyonce? Beyonce, a great guess. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Give me a hint. Uh, how, um, Probably giving away the song title would be too much of a hint, huh? I don't think so. Okay. But then again, I don't listen to this kind of music, so I don't listen to pop. I mean, you listen to some pop, probably. I don't listen to pop. Any pop. Of that was your kind of. That was your first hint. Was pop? <laughs> well, Beyonce's pop, but okay. Sure. Okay, but it wasn't Beyonce. Um, <laughs> let's see. What else can I give you as a hint? I don't, I don't think about. I should. I should start thinking about Ed hints. Sheeran. Ed Sheeran. No, I said she multiple times. Oh, did you? Okay, I sorry. did. Um, it's fine. <laughs> just get. Just give it to me. Well, okay, the name of the song that okay. put her at this point was Positions. Uh-huh. Okay. Not, nope. Not, not Ring a Bell? Nope. Uh, in 2019, she had a song <laughs> called Seven Rings. Okay. I she had a know. song, Rain on Me, with Lady Gaga. Wow. 
Okay. Thank you, next, in 2018. Wow. wow. I, <laughs> that one didn't get you? No, I don't know any of these songs. Her last name is a size of a drink at Starbucks? Venti. Nope. <laughs> What's another size of a drink at Starbucks? Tall. Okay, there's another one in there somewhere. What is the other one called? Grande. Ariana Grande. Ariana Grande. First Ooh, try you got. Thank it. God. Yeah, okay. I feel... I. I she was in the Rolodex for a while there, but I got off track. Anyway, that's fine. Of course, we're Ariana Grande. We started, we started talking five about number ones debuts in a row, huh? Five. I don't. I don't. I didn't say in a row, and I don't know if it was okay. Just five. Five songs that have debuted at, at number one. Huh. Good little trivia topic. I thought it is. Yeah, you'd think someone else would have done that, but I guess it's just uncommon to debut at number one. Right. Yeah, and I think it's just. I think she has such a interesting fan base that they're just like Well, I mean, I think I think her fan base are gonna love what she does regardless. And all right. From Ariana Grande to fast food. Hmm. Speaking of Grande. Speaking let's of Grande. Fast food. Yes. Okay. Uh major announcement on the fast food front, Hibbs. Oh no. The filet of fish is back. McDonald's. McRib is back. <laughs> That's it. There it is. <laughs> you got the question before I even I know this. Oh, we're in my realm now. <laughs> McDonald's announced Friday that for the first time in eight years, it will be offering nationwide the, as you said, the McRib sandwich. Have you ever had a McRib? Of course. I've had really? a McRib. <laughs> a- <laughs> I mean, I've had it. I'm not saying I've like had them all the time, but. Can you count on one hand the number of McRibs you've had? I can't recall. I don't know. Okay. I've never Why? had it. You never had a McRib? Never had a McRib. Oh, that's kind of... Yeah, they're pretty... They're like... It's a limited time thing. So you'd have to go to McDonald's when they specifically have it. Right. What worries me is the fact that there's no bones What worries you about the McRib? (laughs) Yeah, it's not an actual rib. It's just pork. Yeah, I know. Why so... It's like, oh, I know this isn't what they say it is. So I'm going to go like, I already know that what I eat isn't what it's supposed to be. McRib. Yeah, well, so I guess it's it's the first time it's going to be nationwide in eight years, but it's sporadically it's available uh, throughout the country at different times. Right, yeah. And I guess a lot of the time it's just based on pork prices. Like, if pork price is down, usually the McRib is available, <laughs> basically, is what it comes oh, down to. Oh, that's terrifying as well. Um, there was a website called the McRib Locator where you could find the most recent location where someone had it's purchased right a you. McRib. yeah. <laughs> but it would, it would, it had a map, and it showed you where the closest McRib was to you that was available. Oh man, they should partner with like Grubhub or DoorDash. They don't need to; they're they're their own thing. Okay, that's all I had on the McRib. But uh, we're moving on to hurricanes, <laughs> weather. All right, this year's hurricane season has tied the record for the most named storms in a season with twenty-eight. Oh, wow. When was the last time a hurricane season had this many storms? Wasn't it like last year? 2019 is going to be my guess. 2005. Oh, all right. That was the year of Hurricane Katrina, among right. other storms. Mm-hmm. A particularly uh, notable active season, yeah. Uh, so 28 total storms this year, which ties the record, but we've only had 12 hurricanes as opposed to the 15 that they had in 2005. Hmm. Um, so I think we talked about this previously on another episode, but like there's a list of names for hurricanes. Mm-hmm. I think it's like 20 names that are approved for the season, but then 
after they run out of those that list, they just go to letters of the Greek alphabet. So oh, yeah. I was wondering if you could, how many letters of the Greek alphabet can you name in order? In order? <laughs> yeah. Whew. This is going to be the only thing that my engineering school taught me. Exactly. Uh, uh, alpha, I, th- I think. Good. Hopefully. Correct. Beta. Yes. It's where we get the word alphabet from. Yes. Uh, God. Oh, man. Here's C- where it goes off the rails. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I had any variables in college that were uh, oh, delta, eta, co- Maybe Kuma? Kum. I'm thinking of like Kum Laude. So we've got, we've got Alpha, Beta, Gamma. Gamma? Oh. Delta, Epsilon, Zeta, Eta, Theta, mm-hmm. Iota, Kappa, Lambda, Mu, Nu, uh, Chi, Omicron, Pi, Rho, Sigma, Tau, Epsilon, Phi, Chi, Psi, Omega. You just sure. sound like the world's worst fraternity. Yeah, I'm sure people that were in uh, fraternities might know that a little bit better. Right. Oh, yeah. Are you, you know, the letter phi? Are you a fee or phi person? I've always said phi. Or a or a faux fum. I'm not a faux or a fum. Um, okay. Phi, yeah. I've always said phi just because. I, I agree that it should be phi, but. Well, I mean, it's not really up for discussion because it's not. Some people said fee. And they're welcome to say that, but it's not like... But they're wrong. I agree with you, but, you know, it's not like they're... <laughs> there's, it's not really up for discussion because it's like, oh, this is the letters of the alphabet. Yeah. It's like, no, no, no it gets... Uh, back to hurricanes. Sorry, we got a little off track there talking about Greek. Mm. But mm-hmm. the Saffir-Simpson scale is the name of the scales that they use to determine, like, a category of hurricane. Do you know how many categories there are? Saphir Simpson? Um, that's just the name of the scale. Right. That's interesting. I've never heard that. That's interesting. I mean, I've, I've only ever heard category five. Is it? Is there maybe like a six or seven as well? But Nope. There's only one five? through five. So okay. there you go. And do you know what the l- threshold, the low threshold for a category one hurricane, how fast is the... It's all wind speed based. Right. So that, how, fast that I is the, how fast is the wind speed to get to a hurricane or category one? I'm going to guess... 40 miles an hour. 74. 74 is cat one? Yep, 74 to 95, and then all the way up to cat five, which is anything over 157 miles an hour. Whew, that's a, that's a clip. <laughs> that's a lot. That's fast. Uh, Yeah, so there you go. Hurricanes. Wind. Wind, <laughs> wind baffles me. Does it? Yeah. Okay. I mean, because like, I understand how it works, how like how the wind blows, but I think it's interesting how like sometimes it's you know a light breeze, and sometimes the same principles cause winds of upwards to 150 miles an hour. It's just interesting, interesting to me. Yeah, just changing temperature, right? Yeah, and it all happens so rapidly. Last question about cars: People mm-hmm. in Europe bought more electrified vehicles, which is electric vehicles and hybrid vehicles than vehicles of which kind for the first time in September? Is this a trick question? I feel like it's a trick question because I want to say, obviously, like gasoline because that's uh-huh. all. But maybe it's pointing to the changing in people who have a environmental, environmentally conscious brain. So I'm going to go on a limb here and I'm going to say vegetable oil. Ooh. 
You should have gone with the other, the alternative gasoline, diesel. Oh, okay. It was kind of a trick question. A little bit, because I kind of consider like diesel as gas, but I don't know the difference, honestly. Yeah. Uh, so diesel vehicles um, got outsold by electric vehicles and hybrids for the first time in September in Europe. And factors that factored into that were just a shrinking car market in general. Basically, electric vehicles and hybrids are more expensive, so those will be more stable, whereas lower cost op- options would be dropping off. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot more government incentives for electric vehicles now in Europe, and manufacturers are now moving away from diesel, which previously to 2016, diesel was the most common type of car sold in Europe, but now manufacturers are moving away from that toward hybrids as an alternative. So Interesting. Yeah. I thought I thought diesel was supposed to be a cleaner burning fuel than gasoline. Yeah, I think it can be, but with the new like emission standards and hybrids can be even more efficient. So it's like they're kind of replacing a lot of their diesel cars oh. that were more efficient with hybrid gasoline electric, which now it, they're categorizing differently. So gotcha. That makes sense. Uh, yeah, that's all I had. All right, you're out of questions. Yes, I am out of questions. Yes. Okay. Great. So proud of you. No hot seat segment this week. But after announcing that we had run out of topics, we received some some tweets about it. Three tweets. Mailbag time, everybody. Tweet number one comes from Clay at Shrootspace on Twitter. And he says, in reference to last week, both Halloween costumes ideas were fantastic. And he's definitely seen my park ranger costume before. So, Hmm. you know, it's a mainstay for me if you've seen it. Uh, hot seat topic suggestions. He has hot topic. <laughs> That's fantastic. Hilarious. Yes. Uh, Dallas, the city of Dallas. Okay. Not the TV show. Well, I'm, yeah, he didn't specify. So maybe, maybe we either. do both. Maybe one of us, one of us does the TV oh, wow. show. One of us does the city. <laughs> That'd be interesting. Uh, fine dining. He says, okay, uh, we've got the ABA. I'm assuming he means like American Bar Association. And then he also says ABBA. <laughs> He mistyped the first time, and he was like, nope, sticking to it. Uh, coffee, Facebook. Oh, man. And you, MySpace. Clay. Oh, Facebook versus MySpace. Tom versus Zuckerberg. And then, oh, he's got some film series we could do it on. We've already done Batman, so he suggests that. Friday the 13th, Marvel movies, Godzilla, James Bond. So many choices there. Thank you, Clay. Fantastic. Man. Appreciate it, Clay. Uh, <laughs> Herb tweeted us at... Herbal Essence on Twitter, and he says, I'd like to resubmit my Studio Ghibli hot seat topic. Apologies, Herb. <laughs> we, I, I don't know. For some reason, we didn't have that written down, I guess. I do remember him tweeting us that, but he's Slip suggesting the it again. Yep. Right. Studio Ghibli. Nice. Studio Ghibli. Got uh, it. And then Zach, superfan Zach, at Archduke of Texas. He says, my Mormon friend growing up couldn't listen to rap, but he was able to listen to Weird Al, so White and Nerdy was his favorite. And he also suggests some hot seat topics here. He's got John Favreau, the uh, director and actor. Uh, and Salvador Chef. Dali. Ooh, okay. That's NASA. That'd be fun, maybe. Yeah, sure. A lot sure. of stuff going on there. We Yahoo, the company. Not the milk beverage. Uh, not the milk, not you who. Okay. Uh, Nestle, 
and the lion. <laughs> was he just fish. eating? Was he eating Halloween candy when yeah, he was tweeting? He looked around his apartment and he was like, just saw everything and pointed it out. He lion got his fish tweet, the trivia rewrites, one. and his grocery store list mixed up. So there we go. Lots of suggestions for Man, new yeah, new topics flushed. potentially. We got an email as well from okay. Texas Mom. She says, uh, "Haven't heard from me in a while." but I still enjoy your podcasts. A couple of topics she would like to know about for the hot seat segment. She's got fencing. Did did your mom just Kramer this episode? She's busting the door. Haven't heard from me in a while. All right. Here I am. I like it. Fencing, she says. Mm -hmm. And then she's got... The sport? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, the sport. No, the backyard (laughs) construction activity. I I don't know. Uh, Pago Pago, which is the capital of American Samoa. So maybe American Samoa in general would be pretty interesting too. Okay. Yeah. The, I mean, every time we've done a uh, location. Countries yeah. are kind of fun. And then she says, uh, thanks guys. Keep up the good work, Texas mom. And then she, I think, listened to the episode fully and then tweeted us back. Or didn't, she didn't tweet us. She emailed us. <laughs> and she said, uh, the Fleetwood Mac Rumors album is the best. And she later told me that was the, one of the first albums that she bought was Rumors by Fleetwood Mac. So it's the episode you were conceived as. Yeah, that's right. Have you listened to that album yet? Rumors? I haven't listened to it all the way through. Okay. No. Spool I need that to. up. Okay. It's worth it. I'll give it a That's listen. all we hey. have for, from the mailbag. If Texas mom says I have to, I, I must. Exactly. So many topics to choose from. Do you want to do one of those next week? We're Did flushed. Peak your interest? You know... I've always thought Salvador Dali was interesting. I want to oh. go with him. I'm a little nervous. I'm afraid I'm going to get into it and be like overrated. But hey, who knows? Salvador Dali. Dali. Okay. Let's see here. You know what? Let's bring it. Let's make it up to Herb. I'll watch. I'll do some Studio Ghibli. Ghibli? Yeah, Ghibli? I do apologize. That'll be the first question. How to pronounce it. What do you apologize for? Oh, for just... Oh, to Herb? <laughs> right. For like yes. we ha- like not doing someone's hot seat segment and then being yeah. like, we're out of hot seat segments. We chose to not do a hot seat Studio before. Ghibli. I'll watch a couple. I'll, you, you can make up some questions about them. It'll be great. It'll be a grand old time. That's all I had for this week's episode, I believe. So I had. Quick, short one. Yeah. No hot seat segment. So we appreciate everyone for listening and we appreciate everyone who has answered the call and sent us some hot seat segments that will surely last us for many episodes to come. Absolutely. So thank you again. And uh, if that's all you have, Hibs. That's all I have. We will talk to you all next week. Take it easy.